Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode where you'll find out more about why cheese equals happiness. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. And if you're thinking that this episode sounds a little bit different, it's because I've created a blanket fort. That's right. I've completely regressed to childhood and have created a blanket fortress to record my podcast in. I was finding that the sound was just sounding a bit weird in a couple of previous episodes because everywhere I live is quite hard and hard wood and surfaces. So I've done what some of the best podcasters do and created a blanket fort. And it was funny, I've been listening and watching a few videos from Podcast Movement because I had their virtual ticket from this year's event because I wasn't able to make it to Orlando this year. And it sounds, it seems that for those big podcasts who aren't necessarily recording in studios and things, obviously which many are, quite a lot of quite popular podcasts are doing exactly this, creating little blanket forts in their lounge or clearing out one of their cupboards or their wardrobes, filling it with nice soft things like clothes and recording in there. So I thought, well, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me and it's worth a try. I'll post a little photo of my blanket fort on Instagram. If you're following me already, then you can have a look at the little behind the scenes of the blanket fort. Anyway, this week's book is a bit of a blast from the past. This was actually the first ever non-fiction I say self-help, but I use that term very loosely, book that I ever read and was actually gifted this one in a slightly, I wouldn't say passive-aggressive, but it was definitely getting that way move from a manager I used to work with, who was, by the way, was awesome. And I definitely not, this is not a judgment call on her, but there was quite a lot of change in our team and some members of the team weren't dealing with that all so well. So our leader bought us all a copy of this book, Who Moved My Cheese? Now that was about eight or nine, maybe nine years ago now. I thought it was about time that I dusted it off and gave it a little read and brought it to the podcast. In case anyone has not noticed, change is a bit of a hot topic at the moment in most industries. And I think this book is pretty timeless in the sense that it talks and the way it talks about change and how to best deal with change. If you haven't heard of the book, who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson, then here is a little bit more information. Spencer Johnson is one of the most beloved authors and respected thought leaders in the world. His books have become embedded in our language and culture. Fun fact, his birthday was the same day as mine, 24th of November. Called the King of Parables, yes, this is a warning, his books are fables or parables, by USA Today, Dr. Johnson is often referred to as the best there is at taking complex subjects and presenting simple solutions that work. His brief books contain valuable insights and practical tools that millions of people use to enjoy more happiness and success with less stress. His 13 New York Times bestsellers include the number one titles Who Moved My Cheese, An Amazing Way to Deal with Change, and The One Minute Manager, which was co-authored with Ken Blanchard. Actually, until I was doing this bit of research for the show notes, I didn't actually know that Who Moved My Cheese and The One Minute Manager were written by the same people, or by the same person. In a time when many have learned to be sceptical of simplistic answers, readers around the world have found simple truth in Spencer Johnson's parables to be invaluable. That was taken from his website, spencerjohnson.com. Now, sadly, Spencer Johnson died a couple of years ago, but certainly his books are living on. 
a little bit about the book. Most people are fearful of change, both personal and professional, because they don't have any control over how or when it happens to them. Since change happens either to the individual or by the individual, Dr. Spencer Johnson uses a deceptively simple story to show that when it comes to living in a rapidly changing world, what matters most is your attitude. Exploring a simple way to take the fear and anxiety out of managing the future, Who Moved My Cheese can help you discover how to anticipate, acknowledge and accept change in order to have a positive impact on your job, your relationships and every aspect of your life. And that was taken from the Amazon book blurb. A couple of things about the book from my perspective. It's really, really short. It's a tiny little book, so you can read it in probably an hour. As I mentioned, it is a fable. It's a deep breath, my fellow fable haters. This is a story within a story, so it's some friends who are out and one of them tells them the story, which is this particular fable about the, the mice and the little people. I'll talk about that a bit more in a minute. And then it goes back to them and, and they all sit around for dinner and, oh, and how they all laughed and all of that terrible stuff that comes with fables. But like I said, it'll be over pretty quickly because it is a short book. The book itself is about two mice, of course, two mice and two little people. The, little, uh, the mice are called Sniff and Scurry, and the little people are called Hem and Haw. And that's H-A-W, just in case you misheard what I just said. They live in a maze, and they all really like cheese. And the cheese is the metaphor for whatever you really want it to be. Money, happiness, friendship, belonging, a job, whatever it happens to be. But cheese is what they are worried about. Now on that note, because you may think I've completely lost the plot from that intro, let's talk a little bit more about the three big ideas I took from the book, Who Moved My Cheese? by Spencer Johnson. Big idea number one, cheese is not guaranteed. Sniff, scurry, hem and haw, the mice and the little people, all knew that cheese station three in the maze in which they lived contained cheese. Every day they would go there and sniff and scurry the little mice would keep to their daily routine. They'd go out early, they'd go to the cheese station and they'd eat their cheese. But over time, because the cheese had been there for a long time at cheese station C, Hem and Haw, the little people, got pretty comfortable. They moved to live closer to cheese station C because they knew the cheese would always be there. They used to turn up later every day and they turned up in their slippers rather than putting on their running gear to run down to cheese station C because they knew it was there, it was guaranteed, right? What could possibly go wrong? Well, everything could possibly go wrong because one day the cheese was not there. It was gone. And Sniff and Scurry, who got there early because they had stuck to their routine regardless of whether the cheese was there or not, just carried on. And they said, okay, well, there's no cheese here. We will carry on around the maze until we find some new cheese. So off they went. They went out searching. And because they got there early, they got a bit of a head start. Hem and Hoare, on the other hand, turned up late and were disgusted that the cheese had disappeared. They felt that they deserved it, it was unfair, and that it had been taken from them because it was theirs. They assumed it would always be there because it always had been. The little mice, on the other hand, had noticed that the cheese pile had been getting smaller and smaller, so they had expected that one day this could happen. Hem and Hoare had got so comfortable that they, re- they hadn't even noticed the warning signs of cheese, or impending cheeseless doom. That's right, 
It's the first and probably the last time I'll ever say impending cheeseless doom on the podcast. Make a note. What this meant was obviously a lot of stress for Hem and Haw, who had to decide what to do next in this life of cheeselessness in Cheese Station C. That was big idea number one. Cheese is not guaranteed. Big idea number two is that status quo breeds fear. The more comfortable you are, the less you'll learn, explore and try new things. Hem and Haw spent days at Station C going back, analysing why and how the cheese had disappeared, rather than going out and looking for new cheese or taking action. They actually feared going out and looking for new cheese. They feared they'd look silly. They'd look like fools because they didn't know where to look, because they'd stopped looking. They'd got used to the cheese always being there. They'd almost forgotten how to look. They were out of the habit. And when they did eventually start to creep out into the rest of the maze to find new cheese, they realised how out of habit they were. Everything looked different. It was scary from when they were last out there. They were sure it was different and had changed. But it hadn't. They just weren't used to exploring and putting themselves out of their comfort zone to see what else existed. This is why they also had not seen the changes coming. They'd ignored them because they weren't in the habit of seeing different things. For this reason, the fear started to take over them and they struggled to go back out. So they spent a number of days feeling very hungry and sad about the cheese situation and waiting for it to change for them. So suddenly the cheese reappearing rather than going out because they were stuck in their fear. So this is big idea number two, status quo breeds fear. Big idea number three, Movement in a new direction helps you find new cheese. Movement allows you to visualize yourself enjoying the new cheese, finding it and thinking how that's going to feel to try new things and try that new cheese and have that for yourself. Eventually, Hem and Hall realized that the pursuit of the cheese was actually fun, especially once they weren't held by their own fears. It took Hem a while though, and he didn't think he'd like the new cheese. So when Hall went out and found some new cheese, and gave it to him or offered it to him, he said, no, no, I don't think I like it. I don't like the new cheese. He'd rather stay hungry and attached to the idea of the old cheese and this this feeling that, oh, it will change. Things will change. The cheese will reappear. Because he felt that was safer than going out and trying something new. When in fact, they're actually safer out looking than being cheeseless. They realized that earlier is better. Don't wait until you're cheeseless to move in a new direction. You can't wait until you need these new skills or things around you before you take action. You have to be taking action earlier on. And a new belief drives new behavior. So a new belief that actually new cheese is out there and it can be found and it will be good and it will be fun to find it drives that new behavior to go out and find it. Whereas the behavior or the prevailing attitude that the little people had, their complex brains and their belief systems was that We deserve the cheese. Someone has done this to us. Which brings me to that final point that nobody can change for you. You have to make that move. You have to change yourself because no one else can. Now, of course, you can see others and you can emulate them or you can shadow them or you can see how they are behaving, but no one can do the work for you. So that was big idea number three. Movement in a new direction helps you find new cheese. 
this episode might sound like I have completely lost the plot. And I've said the word cheese a lot. But what I really like about this book, outside of the fact that it is a fable, and obviously for that reason goes down my list of books I like, but the thing I do really like about this book is that message that change can happen to you or you can be part of the change. I think there is no time where this has been more relevant than now. And I see people and hear people often talking about things being unfair or happening to them or people being worried about the change that's happening around them or waiting for change to happen around them or to them before they take an action. So whether the cheese is your happiness, your job, your well-being, your health, whatever it is, it might not always be this way forever. And jobs that look or sound or have always been secure might not always be secure. So don't wait until it's not or until something changes and happens before you decide to learn a new skill, to go and build your network, to build your personal brand, to start doing something else, to build your talent stack, as my friend Ishan would say, because when you need it, it will be too late and it will be even scarier at that point. It's easier to take those steps and reduce that fear while you still do have an element of security or nothing has changed yet to put you in a better position for when it does. It's a really easy book to read, as I mentioned, and I would probably recommend if you are up for that, buying a copy for your team and starting a conversation around what is it that you need to change before it changes for you. Maybe that will even be in this week's question in the mini-sode episode coming out on Wednesday. There we go, spoiler alert. The important thing is the mindset. So taking away, there's one takeaway from this, it would be change your mindset before it has to be changed for you. Take control, take a bit of action and go and learn something new. Now, if you like this episode, if you've read the book, please let me know. You can contact me on LinkedIn or on Instagram. Show notes have all the contact details in. Love to hear from you. Otherwise, until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.